let's recap what all's been going on. A lot. Well, you somehow caught the attention of a person named Trigger who decided that putting a bounty on your head was going to give him a leg up over someone, though you're not entirely sure why. And that made a complicated situation even more complicated because you're also trying to figure out how to get Fairness parents and anyone else out of the Federation since you've all been declared dead and you don't know what else they're going to declare you. Well, conveniently, dead people haven't been known for being able to do things in the future. True, but they could say that you were behind it. Our own deaths. No, behind things that happen in the future. They're not, yeah. I haven't decided how they're going to paint that yet. Since they know exactly what was going on, or at least some of them do, they have all the power to tell whatever story they want. They all found out about Bounty when you were jumped in a bar. While we were on the run, we rescued Volna, Sash, and after a little bit of talking to her, we got the information that Trigger was keeping people as blackmail. And also that he had a shipment, a big shipment of goods. Weapons. Yeah. Official private security, unofficial black market arms dealer looking to get a leg up because he's kind of bored with peace. And we decided we would do a pronged attack and get both his blackmail and his shipment. And really just wreck his life. Mm Mm-hmm. You partnered up with Scorpia, who used to work for the last dude whose life you wrecked before Maria hired her out from underneath him. So she was there to help you defeat any of the security, which was mostly a bunch of Lorendi guards and a robot that y'all beat handily after it almost killed Farida. Farida made a squirrel friend and then abandoned the squirrel friend. Yep. I presented him to new friends. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure he was our neighbors. Where is that? I So there there is a minor retcon before y'all were leaving the planet because I was fried and forgot to mention it as y'all were getting ready to get on the ship to leave. Farida would have felt something shifting around in her pocket and it was a squirrel getting out and running away. Because at some point it hid back in her pocket like, I like it in here. But not that much. I like it in here. Wait, that's a loud noise. I'm gonna go see how my family are doing. So yeah, squirrel friend is okay. It was also making very sad squirrel noises when Parida went unconscious. From my understanding, he was having a cage match with with the, the like eight other guards in that one room. <laughs> There's like three of them and he was hungry. He was looking for more food. And he's very small and able to get around places. Yeah, I don't know if you ever tried to catch a squirrel. Quickle buggers. Bo has tried many a time. He has always failed. You also discovered that the Stellar Lance, which is part of the group Scorpio, was friends with, had someone undercover with Lorendi, and it turned out to be Max, one of the waiters at Sinfred's bar. Yeah. So, he's okay, and everyone went off their separate ways. Y'all laid low for a bit. I know, Alexis, you mentioned wanting to maybe have seeds with fire if anyone wants to have a full play scene for while y'all are laying low. I actually did. I wanted to talk to Sage. Okay. But I completely forgot last week. 
we were all a little fried by that point. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's go for it. Yeah. So Anima goes up and knocks on her door. She opens it. Yeah? How are you doing? Oh, I'm a lot better than I was this time last week. Yeah, I can imagine, but... I mean... Are you, like, excited to see your sister? Yeah. Just want to make sure she's okay. I haven't... I got to see her a couple of times, but... We haven't really been able to talk much with everything that was going on and the fact that I was kind of constantly monitored. She's all I have left. Yeah. You're not upset at her, are you? No. Okay, because it, it kind of seemed like she thought you might be. We were in a tough situation, so she was just trying to find a way to survive, and there's no way she could have known whose pocket it was she was picking. And she's done her best to keep me alive so far. And she was able to get me free. So, yeah. I mean, I might tease her about it, but I'm not actually upset. <laughs> okay. I just think that when you see her, you should remind her of that. Or let her know that. Don't worry, I will. Once she stops fussing over me, that is. She fusses like a mother hen. <laughs> How are you all doing? That was a lot going on, from what I know. Well, hopefully the bounty's either gone or forgotten. So that's good. Yeah, I imagine that would be really problematic. <sighs> yeah. I prefer not to judo-flip random patrons in bars when they grab me, you know? That must have been awesome, though. It was kind of awesome. But, like, I'd much prefer they just don't grab me. Hopefully that won't be a problem anymore. Imagine we just fame y'all keep chatting. Victor, what's that face? No, I didn't. It's fine. What? No, I just, I didn't mean to get a PC to stand up and walk away. I thought, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my phone buzzed, and it's over there. <laughs> no, I was just disgusted That's with the conversation. Nice. So disgusted. Oh, no, there, there was one time I said, like, hey, let's do a recap, and Victor just got up and walked away. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> there was food yeah. at my door that time. <laughs> you don't just ignore it. There was no judgment. It was just really funny. It was just really <laughs> interesting timing. Oh, also, as we fade on that conversation, Anima, you had done some research and... Yeah. My brain was blank and I couldn't get you answers, but I do have answers for you now on some of the places you would have found that um, Dottie used to work at. And now I can write them down. I will also share them in the chat. Hey. Because I imagine you share them with everyone. Okay, cool. So you saw she did some work at Lume Colony where there was a 
science operation that discovered this rare fungus that could be used to make alternative pain medicines, so she helped with that. Um, she did some work at Station Novus, developing a new method of stabilizing volatile materials, because sometimes people mess with stuff and it goes sideways and they need to find a way to keep it from exploding or imploding or anything like that. So she helped with that, and Terminal Atmos, she was experimenting with a way to turn a potentially dangerous substance into a stable, reliable fuel source. And you'll remember, like, that first memory you had where you found her, like, unconscious on the ground? That happened at Atmos. Because something that she was testing did not work, and it didn't work in a really not great way that led to her almost dying. But she was fine. But that was her from earlier when you knew her. Some of your more recent, well, I say recent as in a comparison to when whatever happened happened, they're still falling into place a bit. Okay. Okay, so that may not be the order, just those three places. Yeah. She would bounce around it like from project to project. Because she's really good with chemistry and biology. <laughs> and she has some interest in linguistics, but that was just because she was bored. <laughs> Does anyone else have something they want to do during the downtime? I do, but there's not a whole lot of play that's involved in either of the things. On one hand, a lot of the time that is spent during this is going to be with Farida mostly working in the workshop place that she has started to occupy. Like the garage? Yeah, it'll be kind of heavy multitasking is the, the best way of describing it. When people walk in, the it'll be just as likely that you see her sitting with a virtual keyboard in front of her, coming from her handheld, working on music, or she could be sitting there tinkering with a similarly large hologram of the armor suit that she's working on. Aside from that, she would definitely be hosting a karaoke night. Because that sounds <laughs> just ridiculous enough to drag everybody of the crew in and see how well they can try to sing while drunk. So this is... Y'all haven't been picked up yet. This is while you're laying low in the house. Even better, yeah. Because <laughs> you also have access to a lot of like educational and entertainment stuff because like this is a safe house people get really bored in safe houses sometimes in fact i wouldn't even be surprised if there was a literal karaoke speaker and microphone thing sitting in the corner of the safe house <laughs> <laughs> if tolly's been here probably what ancient technology is this i don't know but it's super old <laughs> <laughs> and Vi's probably just like yeah no that was that was around a while ago <laughs> I want to see like performance roles on that because I think that would be funny <laughs> actually yeah oh, no. let's look can, can we get the performance I'm, there will not be actual performance necessary to see how everybody does at this what is my performance? This is not a thing that I have used before. <laughs> Ever. Can I use my persuasion instead? <laughs> no. No? Oh, I actually okay. don't have horrible charisma. 
Wow. It's okay. karaoke, not debate. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, what'd you get, Vi? I'm gonna show you. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you both crit fail that? Two one. <laughs> Dude, my twenty three <laughs> looks terrible. <laughs> now I want to know what that looks like for Viadanima. <laughs> My guess is that Anima will be one of the first to go. Farida does, sings oh, a song. Gosh. Very normal, middle of the road, polite golf clap. Anima goes. Anima feels like they've sung their heart out. And at the end, she turns around, really excited, like, yeah, it is so great. And Farida's just like, take this bottle of vodka, go sit over there. <laughs> Bye, your turn. This hurts me like deeply because I actually enjoy singing, but like I'm gonna say Anna was probably a little bit tone deaf. Either that or very out of practice, but I'm like almost a hundred percent sure that Dottie has absolutely dragged you to so many karaoke nights. But it's been a while. You're grounded. The beauty of karaoke night is that you don't have to sing well. In fact, the yeah. worse you sing, the better. It's not that I think that Vi's a bad singer. I... We rolled for performance, not for enjoyment. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> this is very true. You know what? I think this is kind of what happens. It's not that Vi's a bad singer, but she chooses a song of Verda's, and she's like, oh, I know this. Verda showed me a few hundred times. I've listened to it a lot. But it's like, a remix, and she didn't know. <laughs> so she was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's so bad. Why does it say nightcore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! I practiced that garbage. It's the only style of music that has to actually practice to sing. You're the one that picked it. So it's not you, it's the song. We'll we'll go with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. In this case. Don't don't worry, the bottle will will be will be good reassurance. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say if I definitely takes that bottle and like, oh, okay, nope. Gotta gotta and, try and, again and later. Yeah. At, at the end of, of Vi's attempt, Anima, I I really feel would say did I sound like that? <laughs> yeah. And just also, takes a deeper swing of the vodka. I don't, oh, I don't, no. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen the part of Kaguya-sama season two. Oh, I haven't yet. You remember the volleyball scene where Fujiwara has to teach the president how to t play volleyball? Right. Yes. Yeah. It's that, but with singing. Yes. That tracks. There is an Excellent. Hmm. The manga does it better because you don't actually have to hear it, so you can imagine it. This is one of the one times that manga does audio better than, <laughs> than the anime. But it's like, sound of slimy eels, and he's like, I'm just a little bit bad. 
She's <laughs> like, it sounds like eels sliming into your ear. <laughs> okay, back to talking about the karaoke. Ferdo, you got a 23, so what song do you sing? you sing one of yours or do you sing someone else's? I probably scroll straight to the bottom of the list, the hardest songs that are there, and find a Nightcore remix of... <laughs> Uh, the person who I was impersonating at the bar. Angelina? Yeah, yeah Angelina. that one. Angelina. I will find a Nightcore remix of an Angelina song, and will promptly kill it. Kill the performance or the song? Kill the performance, and I really just go nuts. Just have a lot, a pile of fun with it. Hmm. That's I didn't beautiful. know you could sing at that frequency. You know, the funny thing about having a thing that's connected to my vocal cords is that I can do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. You also still have the sonic scream. I don't recommend using that. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm not going to use that, but a lot of the magic that I use requires doing funny stuff to vocals that I'm using. So, a variety of the charms that I use and things like that. So, it's just an adaptation of what I already did. At the end of the song, Vi just so she she claps as well, but she's also sort of like narrowing her eyes at Farad a little bit and taking another <laughs> drink. <laughs> Farad just reaches back for her bottle and just takes a deeper swig and is like, "All right, who's ready for the next one?" <laughs> Fade out. Sash just casually locks the front door and hides the key. <laughs> she doesn't know Vi very well, does she? <laughs> No, but she's like, y'all are hammered. We need you to, like, not leave the house until, like, maybe at the end of the day tomorrow. <laughs> she might also be videoing some of this, because it's funny. Not posting it, <laughs> but videoing it. For whenever y'all aren't wanted. So she would be like, look, I bet, look who I'm at. <laughs> whenever we're not wanted. That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Vi see the recording taking place? She's probably doing the thing where it's like you're pretending to text on your phone but you're actually <laughs> recording, so probably. She's like 16. She's... Hmm. Actually, no, she was held captive for two years. She's probably pretty good at subtlety. I mean... We can have a roll-up. We can... Yeah. Maybe that perception. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah! Okay, that's only a 12. My dice are hating me right now. She got a 4 because freaking Google Dice Roller just hates me today. So she's trying to be subtle. She's not succeeding. <laughs> she's too busy laughing. Hmm. I think Vi doesn't say anything outright, but sort of gives her a look like... One, I see you, and two... Don't put this online. <laughs> she's young. She's not stupid. Um, did someone order a dimensional pizza? <laughs> Prime example of not laying low. Vi immediately grabs a knife and hides on the other side of the door because she was not aware of this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh... I'm not allowed to not deliver it, so uh, I'll just leave it here at the door. Um, <laughs> don't tell my boss. You got it. So yeah, 
Hey, y'all get pizza one night. Not entirely sure from who. <laughs> Enough weird stuff. All right, the tracks. So Vi looks suspiciously at the pizza. Make <laughs> sure it's not poisoned or anything. It's not. It's perfectly normal pizza. Hmm. Okay. It's got salami on it. One of you remembers mentioning to Tali about doing a karaoke night. You're like, probably her. Hmm. Fair enough. So y'all get pretty regular updates. People are starting to realize that Trigger was just trying to make a power move. And the most common consensus is he just invented some people and is like just desperate. So more and more people are starting to think either the people he was looking for didn't actually exist or they were just random people that don't really matter. Okay. I was concerned about that. Near the end of the week, people aren't really talking about it. There's a lot of talk about... No one knows where he went. He's just completely dropped off the radar. Disappeared very thoroughly. And a lot of people are angry with him because he has the money. Are there any other funny scenes we want to have happen while we're laying low? And getting absolutely hammered by chugging vodka? (laughs) By the way, drink responsibly. Do not chug vodka. For the love of God, do not chug vodka. That's such a bad idea. It's space (laughs) vodka. It's not nearly as good. That doesn't help. All fantasy alcohols are stronger than the stuff we normally have on Earth. <laughs> also, I feel like any alcohol that is in a safe house isn't like actual alcohol. It just kind of feels like alcohol. Because getting drunk while lying low could be really bad. That's an awkward way to draw attention to yourself. When you're so hammered, you go out to get groceries and like forget stuff like clothes. Well, that's what a dimensional door dash is for. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Precisely. This is before we found out about the meeting, right? You found out about the meeting towards the end of the week, when things were cooling down enough to where they were able to reach out and do a video chat with you, because I think they they called you and, like, talked to you, like, a couple hours before they were going to come pick you up. Okay. You got another pizza. And this one had directions on it. (laughs) That'll do. That'll do. (laughs) You made me put random pizza instead of random people. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) It is the DM's decision. I am just simply injecting chaos. I do like this. And this does seem kind of in character. Though... The real question is, like, I'm pretty sure no one told you where they, like, where the safe house is, so... He doesn't need to know where the safe house is, he just needs to know who knows where the safe house is. True. Because Spectre and them have people watching the safe house. No explanation of why, just like, hey, if you see anything weird around this area, let us know. Did you want to have a scene or something, by? Yeah, it's not really a funny one, though. This would be after the meeting. After we find out about the meeting. So it would be in the, like, the two-hour window. Yeah, while you're gathering what small amount of stuff you had on you back yeah. in your pockets. I would probably just go up to Ferda and be like, So, he wants to speak with you. Is there a specific reason you can think of? I mean... I know that 
you're really famous here, but... Yeah, I got nothing. Hmm. If he's been interacting with me, he's been very sneaky about it. I can't think of running into a criminal kingpin ever. If they're good at their... That seems like something that would be uh, notable enough for one to remember. If they're good at the job, you don't, but... Then he's good. Hmm. Okay. I just wasn't sure you had any information about it, but... Okay. Question. PC under characters, like, not sketchy business websites, would he have any (laughs) pictures of himself? Oh, no. He looks too sketchy. (laughs) He doesn't have any pictures from, like, Better Business Bureau? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got plenty of CEOs who uh, run his companies for him. Gotcha. I was just wondering, so like, if they saw like a picture of you, they would know they hadn't seen you. But I'm like, I don't feel like you would have any pictures of yourself out there. No, you're just you, they're just just pictures of you. Yeah, not on that planet. No, this is internet. Oh, internet? Well, you might be able to find one. Yeah. If you search hard enough or hard enough. You know that might be worth a roll. Hmm. By, are you going to see if you can figure out what this person looks like? Yeah, I mean, I've tried, I've looked him up before, so. I don't remember what all he found out in that lookup, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I'm terrible about taking notes as a DM. I found out his name. I found out that he's human, that he's from the Federation. He has connections to the Federation because he smuggles back and that's one of the things he does is smuggle things back and forth. I tried to have Z look into him a bit, but he wasn't... Never heard of him. All that much help. Yeah, which is fine. You know, people, sketchy people, usually change their names when they go over, when they cross over. Yeah. Even not sketchy people sometimes do that. So we know what planet he's on. So it's Kuiper Belt Station 13 on Almari. Almari. Yeah, that was the planet. Okay. It's more like a planetoid, but yeah. I feel like party planet's a good description for it. Yeah. But it's also one of the main areas for the Shadownet. There's a lot of smuggling activity. That's not something they advertise, but it's like Las Vegas meets certain parts of New York City. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I would probably look him up. Give me that investigation. Thirteen. And which, are you looking internet or shadownet? Probably internet, because shadownet, look, trying to look for a picture of someone on the shadownet. Very frowned upon. <laughs> it depends on where you want to go in the shadownet. It's not good sometimes. So probably uh, lightnet. Okay. What would she find out with the thirteen? You get one blurry JPEG from 10 years ago. He's attending an interdimensional baseball game, and uh, he's sitting in a press box, and he's large. Also be intergalactic, not interdimensional. Intergalactic, yes. Okay. So at that point, Vi would be like, well, didn't find much on him, unfortunately. There's a picture that you can't really tell much about, so 
and it's ten years old, so. He's got a baseball cap on, too, probably. Yeah, it says the the Yankees. It's a, or some weird ancient symbol. Define ancient. How old is Earth? Does Earth still exist in this? It's not a map. I don't know. Probably. How old I mean, are the Yankees? It'd be in Federation yeah. space then. It's a Federation space small map. I, I will lightly mention that Star Wars is supposedly set in an alternate reality of the reality that we live in currently, like the people playing this D&D game long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, yeah, I'd totally read that this is also happening a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, or a long time from now in a galaxy far, far away. Okay. I'm just wondering if the New York Yankees exist. Some alterations, definitely not the same way that they do now, but you would recognize the ball cap as being something from the Federation. Hmm. Well, I mean, that makes sense, but... How is everyone else preparing for this meeting? Well, Vi's making sure her equipment is ready to be used if necessary. I probably actually put makeup on for the first time in this entire story. Because <laughs> usually I just am wearing a fake face, so I don't do that. You took makeup with you on this? I probably find a way to get some. In her pack. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we have access to stores. So. Yeah. Dimensional DoorDash. <laughs> Either Dimensional DoorDash or I just have some. Because, you know, when performing, you don't typically have a fake face. Anima, what are you doing? You know? can't imagine that Anima would be doing anything necessarily efficiently. Get all her stuff together, sit and, like, read or watch something, or... Yeah. Because you'll have had access to all kinds of educational materials to help you make some sense of the universe, because you don't have a lot of sit-down time. <laughs> and so, hour and a half, two hours pass, and then you hear a knock on the door. Vi's at the side of the door with a knife drawn. Just in case. I mean, you were told you were going to be picked up. There's also the sound of a shuttle outside. Is there like a peep, peep hole or something? Yeah, definitely. Okay, then Vi would check that then. You can turn the walls of the ship invisible. There's definitely- there's, there's multiple ways that you can see who's at the door. Also, it's a safe house. True. I want to stealthily see, stealthily see who's at the door. It's Ty. Oh. Okay. Then call back to everyone. Ty's here. You hear from Sage. Is that good? Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be telling you to hide. Fair enough. Or grab a weapon. Please don't tell children to grab weapons. You do what you gotta do. So you hear a soft thunk that is her setting the lamp down. <laughs> she probably went to a couple stores to, like, buy stuff. She didn't really have a lot. So she's got her, like, brand new backpack over her shoulder. <laughs> kind of looks like a kid about to go off to school. Aww. <laughs> and Ty looks pretty good. You might have 
a couple of scratches, but he doesn't look like he's been seriously injured at all. Good to see you. You all ready to go? Yes, I think yes. Alright, ship's nearby. Come on. And everyone loads up into the shuttle. He takes a very slightly twisty route to get back to the Opal Star, which I imagine y'all are very happy to see is still in one piece. Some marks where it looks like it got zapped by lasers, but it's still in one piece. And y'all load up, head up to the helm, and the ship takes off, and Spectre enters back and says, Good to see you all. Likewise. Good to see you as well. Very good you're not vented into the void of space. Yes. We're not sure if- did you get that message? Yes, we did, but we had already taken the people who surrendered onto our ship to lock them up in the brig. So we weren't on the ship and they vented it and it just took out the few guards that were still loyal to them. They have Lorendi, I was not expecting that. The Lorendi usually aren't aggressive, but I guess there are some who still think that their people should control or retake their home world or whatever. I think I remember one of the guards in the bunker we were in mentioned something about a deal that Trigger was doing with their boss. Perhaps they were trying to get access to more weapons. There are still some factions among them who believe they should conquer everything and so on and so forth, but for the most part, their relations with the Lord and the Imperium are peaceful, not quite friendly. Actually, my mother's working on that. There is no progress, but something. Also, you know, this everyone looks like they were roughed up about a week ago. Doesn't look like anyone was injured until he just turned around and was like, That was so much fun. Oh, where's, um, where's, uh, Sash? We want to show her what, or who, well, we found. Oh, I was kind of wondering who that was. <gasps> yes, sorry. <laughs> We moved her out of the quarantine bay into one of the empty rooms. Alright. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Um, Sage, this is Tally, Spectra, Ty, if Maria's there, Maria, it's yeah. sort of- everyone, this is Sage. She's, uh, Sasha's sister. Hi! <laughs> everyone welcomes her. She's just sitting there like, this is a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Now let's go find your sister. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And she takes off down the hallway, and then she stops like, I don't actually know where she is. No, no you do not, you've never been on the ship before. And then Tali comes over and is like, it's okay, I'll show you. Thank you. They're both equally bouncy right now. And their voices sound the exact same. If y'all want to follow, you are welcome to, but Tully takes Sage over to see Sash, and it is a joyful reunion filled with lots of Sash just fussing over her sister, and lots of hugging, and some crying, and it's, it's a happy time. And there was a touching moment. There was. Very touching. And at some point, Spectra will mention that it'll be uh, about an hour. To get to where you're going. So if y'all want to sit and talk. Well, we should probably figure out how we're going to play this meeting. 
Should be rather straightforward. I've dealt with him before. He's honourable as long as you're not a bully. Though he is also odd. Odd how? You should probably have better understanding of his uh, eccentricities. PCA will let you take over. Okay. Because this will be how Maria explains it. Alright. I'm guessing Maria would say that he's very transactional. And the difference between his angry voice and his calm voice is imperceptible. Okay. Also, sometimes I've noticed he dabbles in odd pet projects. Hmm. We've worked together sometimes with smuggling certain items and getting people to safety, and I trust him. I may not understand him, but I trust him. So, to be clear, this meeting we're having with him is a sort of transaction for him giving us information about uh, Valdemar? I don't think y'all know the nature of what this transaction is. You can as- you can be assured that it is a transaction, but for what is not immediately clear. I am not entirely sure. But if he invited you, that usually means he has something to offer. Well, since he was the one that caused this, he should, but... From what I understand, it was less him and more someone that he sent to run an errand, and then things went sideways. That person's working elsewhere with less sensitive information. I tried to get more out of him, but it, he wasn't talking. In the underworld, you have to have your secrets. Especially with the amount of influence he has over it. That tracks. Well, I suppose we, will sh- we shall see how it will go. Alright. Yeah, what are you up to? It's a good question. Give me a second. My, uh, leg's cramping. Oh no. I can explain something real quick while... I'm sorry, Casey. Yeah. To be clear, when Vi says he was kind of responsible for it, it's not necessary. well... Part of it's a mentality of, like, you're as strong as your weakest link. So that's part of it, so... And she is aggravated because... I don't know, it... Y'all have been through a lot. Yeah. And... She doesn't have great experiences with people who are in, well, crime syndicates, probably, but also... Positions of power. Yeah. So she's reflecting part of that on him. It's not that she thinks he personally released the information. She knows that's not the case. It's just... Because it's his organization and someone in his organization that released it, she's not happy with that, but it's not. Yeah. So, insider knowledge, don't worry too much about that. (laughs) Cool. Okay, I think I've figured out what I want to do. I'm actually going to look and see if any of the places Dottie worked have staff pages. With contact information 
probably remember like some of them might have been a while ago but they might also have like notable people that we've worked with and stuff and you can always like control f to see her name you might have to use the actual full name, but you know that now. Yes, I do. So, what am I rolling? Just, um... Investigation. Investigation. Ooh, 19. Ooh, right. yay! She doesn't show us currently working at any of them right now, but I want to say, like, somewhere on their website you are able to find out, like, information from where she worked with them. Uh-huh. What are you trying to find in particular? If I can't find an email address or like whatever, I'm just trying to find like like a corner that I can pick at and find a trail. You know what I mean? Unravel this mystery. Okay. So there are a couple where they have email addresses but it's company specific so you aren't sure if she still has access to it but you're able to find other emails where you may be able to like ask someone there if they have her up-to-date contact information Mm -hmm. roll me wisdom for something that you also would have gotten done you treated me well so i'm going to use you again 14 one of them mentions her working with a company or organization called Nova Station. And there's just something about that that feels familiar. Potentially important. Okay, Nova Station. Gerda, what are you doing? Probably just taking some time to just th- sit and think. Just idle, chilling out. Anything in particular, or...? Mm. Not really. I would imagine that she would have been spending more time in the safe house working on distracting her and everybody else who was, you know, cooped up in a box for some extended amount of time. And now that that's kind of done, she's like, between things, is just, you know, taking a moment, maybe admiring the work that she's done on on finishing the design for the helmet just has to get all the pieces together now to build it oh yeah there just taking some time to decompress because you're back on the ship mm-hmm. not wearing any face so if any of the guests see her who knows if they actually believe if that's her face or not but she is not wearing a fake face she does have the earrings on though because it's always you know useful to have a, an escape route. Yeah. Sasha Sage comes around the corner and there's a surprise squeak before they disappear. You hear Sage saying, I told you so! I told you so! Just kind of looks back down to her phone, just keeps on doing <laughs> what she's doing. Another note is that heads and tails are inactive sitting on the table. They're not moving just inactive on the table. She's not puppeteering right now. She's just chill. Probably looks to anyone else like they're just taking a nap. Maybe. Though, when they've napped before, they've had their arms out to, like, rest on them. And now they're, like, full, like, in shutdown mode. Yeah, I feel like everyone needs a brain break after the past couple of weeks y'all have had. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the past, like, couple of months y'all have had. 
It's, yeah, just... Vi's not great at just relaxing, I guess. So, <laughs> she's... I feel like Farad might need a vacation from keeping Vi calm. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. The moment Vi could get on, on the ship and had access to all of the computers and all of the things that she does, Farad was just like, Okay, good. She's in good shape. Anima's in good shape. The ship seems to exist. I'm gonna go over there. Just find a dark, quiet corner and hide in there. You know, if you want, you could just, like, hang out in engineering with Lex. I could, but he hasn't said anything about me wanting to join him, and I want to respect his his space. He says he wants to be in there, and he's like, alright, that's fine. You can... I'm like, the door to engineering's not locked anymore, so... Fair enough. You probably see Lex running around fixing things. Perks of having two robot arms is you can carry more repair material. Oh yeah, I still have that robot arm. (laughs) You do still have the arm. Hmm. I forgot about that. (laughs) I don't know what to do with it. If you don't have anything to do with it, Tully is either going to hang it up, probably mess hall, entertainment room, or the training room. Hmm. <laughs> just because it's a trophy. Yeah. Or just, it like, is. hang it up in the library. <laughs> Bit of a, a grisly piece of decoration, but sure. Why not? Oh, I wonder how Drew and Dario would react if they saw it. <laughs> So maybe not the library. I mean, it looks nothing like a Blair. It looks nothing like a Blair. Blairs aren't robots, they're sentient energy in metallic suits. You could just, like, keep the arm in your room or, like, stick it under your bed until you find someone else to put it. Tally does geek out about it. I'll have Tally put it up in the training room. That, yeah. And she'll occasionally check on Farida. She okay? She eating? Okay. Each time you check, you f- you see more mugs, as the consumption of tea has risen. <laughs> You're also eating, right, Farida? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. I'm just taking those plates back whenever I'm done. Okay. You're just in one of the unused crew rooms near the mess hall. Actually, you could just be in your room. Oh, I mean, I'm going to be in the mess hall. Fair. Okay. That's where the food is. Precisely. I think the Roomba you put a bow on will start just, like, bringing you cups of tea. (laughs) I'm here for it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Full service tea. Let's go. That one likes you. Especially since you, um, took the knife. You might have to take the knife off of the stabby one. I mean, you could give it two knives. I look over at the hanging equipment of like the like a knife rack. It's not hanging equipment. It's like in a drawer. They don't have loose sharp objects in a spaceship. <laughs> I go find a drawer, dig around for loose sharp objects, find a drawer, <laughs> go over to the one that has a knife, put a fork on the other side. <laughs> Sergeant Stabby got an upgrade. I mean, if they're even, you could just put a tray on it. Yeah, it would actually help with it balancing things. Yeah. I could just put a tray on the two arms and then I could move them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so y'all 
little bit of time until you get killer that you arrived at Elmari. It's a smooth landing, a smaller planet, and as you're setting down in a private parking area that is near the building you're going to be meeting in, picture a mixture between New York City and Las Vegas. It is so bright. It smells terrible. <laughs> yeah. As a whole. <laughs> oh god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was saying, Vegas doesn't usually smell that bad, but... Eh, it depends on where you're standing, I guess. <laughs> this is sci-fi world. They have ways to deal with the smell. It is the gaudiness of Las Vegas with the density of New York. Oh no. Okay, Vi, Vi is very paranoid. <laughs> She's just like, that's a lot of people. I don't like this. <laughs> There's a reason Maria secured y'all the ability to park like as close to the building as possible. Mm -hmm. Not having to deal with all the people. Also, she knew Vi would feel better if there was quick escape room. Yeah, I mean, Vi can also get behind blending into a crowd, but she also doesn't want, like, her pocket picked or anything. So she's like, uh... <laughs> Yeah. For this particular person's buildings, this is insider knowledge. Considering his past jobs, would he not have an airship dock built into the roof of his building? So there's no, like, street-level wandering? PC, do you? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, isn't that where y'all are parking? That's the private lot. It's on the 531st floor. Yes, of course. Yeah. I will say, as far as getting prepared for arrival, Farida is going to be in more civilian casual chill clothes than the utility jumpsuit thingamajig that she wears, usually tied around her waist. Armored clothing is a thing. Yes, so she's wearing not as much. This is rather light clothing that she's wearing. And on top of it, you know the underarm holsters that there are for revolvers that detectives have all the time? That mm -hmm. kind of loops around the shoulders? She's gonna wear something that's similar to that that has a little navy blue box in between the shoulder blades. Very, very low profile. Looks much more expensive than pretty much everything else that she owns, since, you know, she usually has had no access to any of the money that her music has made. But this looks like a luxury item in the extreme. Not gaudy, but just in materials and in craftsmanship. And to be fair, most of your life you weren't aware that you had a lot of money. You just found that out, like, two months ago, maybe. Precisely. This is, however, a thing of hers which is relatively old, actually. Okay, would Vi have seen it before? Yeah. Pretty and sure. know what it is? Oh, that is a good question. Yeah. I guess we have- we, we're gonna follow this chain of questions around to the DM. How many really fancy formal events have Vi and Ferret have been at that shared the same room? I don't know, but y'all have mentioned that you sometimes hang out for drinks, so maybe you would go hang out after one and you still had the thing on even though it wasn't on on? Right. Okay, then yes. You've seen this thing. Okay. You may not be sure what it does. You could think that it's related to quick changes of clothing, because hmm. you would often find it odd how quickly 
Farida was ready to go party afterwards and how casually she was dressed. Like, that? What? You, mm -hmm. you, like, just left the thing that you were at. And she's like, yeah. Farida, why are you bringing your quick change apparatus? I mean, I want to make a good impression. Hmm. Can I do an insight check on that? Just because it's like, what? <laughs> what do you want to know? Maybe the definition of a good impression. Ooh, that's not going to end well. Insight, that's a seven. I mean, <laughs> one, she's not lying to you. Two, she has oh. no, like, ulterior motives. This is, if you're invited to see the president of the universe, you're going to mm -hmm. dress fairly well. Yeah, okay. In this particular occasion, she knows that a lot of the value in this exchange is probably going to be related to her and her face. Okay. She works heavily on hiding it and keeping under the radar and also hasn't exactly had the money to make any type of impression. Living in the undercurrent is the norm for her the majority okay. of the time. But she also knows that when you need to talk to somebody at that level, you need to be dressed at their level at the very least. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not that Vi thought she was lying. It was just sort of like a, what kind of impression are you talking about? Like performance or fighting or what? Because there's many different types of impression. Yes. No, this is uh, probably performance. Okay, performance. Okay. Oh, Y'all are hoping performance. Yes. Vi is ready for anything. <laughs> also... PC, am I correct in assuming that they're parking pretty much, like, on top of your office? More or less? Yeah, so here's what I'm thinking. Y'all are pulling into this Las Vegas, New York City. There's a whole bunch of buildings that are super neon, super bright and colorful. Y'all fly to one of the taller buildings. It's in the shape of a palm tree. A giant palm tree. And you are fixing to land on one of the branches at the top of the palm tree. The palm tree has a big old sign and it says the Oasis. It's a giant luxury casino. And you are going to the top. Yeah, I am going to speak up and insist that actually everybody has to dress up fancy because it's about time that everybody gets dressed up fancy. Fancy has very different brands for very different people. You can learn a lot about a character by what they consider as fancy. Well, it also depends on, as you said, what kind of impression you want to make. Exactly. If you're a very militaristic, fighty person, fancy to you is probably a dress uniform of some sort that is very practical, but it still shows off the things that you've done. Imagining to seeing how fancy this place is, everyone is probably going to be inclined towards dressing up. So, why? How are you going to dress up? You are meeting someone who is very high level. I don't know if you've really met someone this high level before. Because also I don't know if levels go this high in the Federation. Because they gotta be a lot more subtle. This dude's building is a palm tree. Yeah, the equivalent of mob bosses in the Federation, but they're not like this. <laughs> I think at first Vi wouldn't really change, and then she sees Farida coming out, or like talking about wearing the, was the holstery thing. She was probably like, Ugh, I have to dress up too, don't I? You would know that the holstery thing is a dress. Okay, okay, it is a dress, okay. Yes, 
it's probably the fanciest thing that she has ever owned. I think at that point, she kind of, once she sees the dress, the holstery thing, the dress, she kind of sighs and goes back to change. Do you have a suit? Because I would totally re-advise having a, like, a really fancy suit. I think she would, uh, yeah, either wear a suit or a dress that she can move in. And I'm trying to think of what kind of dress that would be. One of the ones that's got, like, a slit up the front and the back, and you might have, like, pants underneath it so it doesn't get in the way of you running. Maybe. And we don't have to be super specific. Yes, we do. It's super important. Um, I mean, it is. <laughs> Costume changes are, cri- are critical. I didn't realize that that was an actual style, having pants under a sort of dress. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm getting very distracted. I'm actually going to ask Farida for help. I can and <laughs> will happily. <laughs> My wardrobe is rather limited, so let's go grab Tally. I'm assuming that she has a variety of things. Well, there is that closet full of stuff people left. True. Yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look through Tally's stuff, or at least ask Tally to look through her stuff first, because I'm assuming it's gonna be nicer than the random things that were abandoned in the closet. Tally is a lot smaller than Anima. Yes. Let's go to the closet instead. I'll figure out a way to tailor it for you. <laughs> um, what kind of style are you looking for for Annabelle? What kind of vibe are you wanting her to have? I'm going to be looking for things in the purple to red scale of colors. So, sunset themes. Okay. Suit, I'm assuming, because she's uncomfortable in dresses. Well, I'm going to leave that up to her. What, what would you like? Well, Vi remembers the Lolita dress instant. <laughs> yeah. That was just the wrong style. Very much the wrong style for you. But yeah. if there is anything that you are thinking of, eyeballing. All I can think of is buff woman in a pretty dress always is kind of neat. Not always. <laughs> well, you know. It can be unexpectedly intimidating when your bodyguard's wearing a dress. And hot. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably a semi-tropical planet. It's just so warm and steamy because of all the buildings. He's trying to get to the actual meeting part. Yeah, very sidetracked. Well, sparkly dresses are an option. Okay, so Vi is wearing a dress. It's short sleeve. How do I explain? It's a lo- It's black, because Vi wears a lot of black, with silver designs on it, sort of almost like lace work, but it also matches her gauntlets. Ooh. Yes. Are the gauntlets visible, then? Are they a part of the design? Sure, yes. Vi, yeah. <laughs> Vi is not t- getting rid of these gauntlets. Because you can stab things and light them on fire with them. <laughs> yeah. So she'd also be wearing her gloves then, yeah. They're nice gloves. Yeah. Okay, here's my pitch for Anima's thing. Okay, please. Ooh, that's okay. pretty. It covers well. 
but it is made out of a relatively light material that allows for full flexibility. The big thing about this design is that it shows off all of the muscles. It does not hide. It shows, yes, I can snap you in half if I want to. Yes. I like it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so though for people who can't see the picture because this is an audio medium. Hey. Yes, it's a very much fitted around the top. It has a, a like a kind of a mandarin collar thing. Silver details going around the entire top, which fans down to a floor-length skirt that does have a slit on one side. As far as coloration, I am imagining actually it's a little bit lighter than this, as it's going to almost show like a sunset kind of a thing as it fades to the darkness at the at the tip of the actual skirt. And a weirdly specific color matching is going on. This is the future. We can get we can get things to change color at will. The reds in the dress are reflective of Anima's hair, and the purples that we're passing through on our way to night are matching her eyes. That's really cool. I was just gonna have Spectra be in her pirate, um, cool. her pirate core uniform, but I don't know what that looks like. Well, it's probably a really fancy dress uniform with the lapels and the horizontal lines and maybe a couple of medals. Yeah, it's several battles, because she's done quite a bit in her time since university. Including saving several Alliance officials from really dumb stuff. I'm sure it looks very smart. Yeah, I'm just debating whether or not she wants to do the power move of having her um, sniper rifle disassembled and strapped to her back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you probably could. <laughs> she probably does. It's, it's not particularly useful, but it's it's a power move. Also, if anyone tries to try anything, it's better that she stays away from the combat and she's really good with the sniper rifle. Fair enough. As the ship descends, do we see you, Mr. Sandra, waiting on the uh, on the landing pad for us? Oh no, no. You do see a couple of suited individuals with sunglasses, a la Agent Smith style. You you have an armed escort. Question: Are they both human? They look humanoid. So, human or Promethean? You would assume. Maria is going to be joining you as well. Everyone else is staying on the ship, though Ty will be, like, standing outside of the ship being threatening because he's, like, a seven-foot-tall lizard man and he's actually, like, put on his armor, which is pretty bulky armor. You've never seen him in it. So he looks very intimidating. But I want to say Maria, she's probably in something kind of similar to what you all saw her in at the circus, like the silver and white dress that's like almost like a halter top at the top, and pretty sure she has some weapons stashed somewhere, you just don't know where. As you disembark, the suited gentlemen inform you that they're going to be your escorts. No one makes any move to make you disarm. Okay. You are allowed to bring your weapons which Spectre's heavy because it takes a second to get the sniper rifle off of her back. And after a brief pause, everybody just kind of looks around and is like, wait, Farrah is not here. And with the dramatic timing of someone who is a performer as their livelihood, <laughs> you see 
the flash of almost like a purple firework goes off. Particles go forward and fade down. And you see, walking down that back ramp of the ship, Farida in a midnight blue dress with that princess neckline. It is high low. It goes like up above her knees in the front and trails into a basically an ephemeral train. Thank you, Sci-Fi, for allowing us to use materials that could not possibly exist in real life. Exactly. Also fantasy. Mm Mm-hmm. It fades away. It is is of indeterminate length. There are sleeves on this dress, but they are a, a transparent gossamer thingamajig. And the whole thing is shot through with so tiny that they're almost imperceptible gems. So that as Farida moves, you see a sheen of sparkles as she just walks past. And taking a commanding air, she's like, well, shall we go? Right this way and start letting you downstairs. Also, DM wants to mention, I want all of these dresses. Yeah, so PC, would you like to take over since this is your building? All right, yeah. So after you get off the rather windy and noisy air dock, you go inside a couple of heavy double doors and... You suddenly, you are walking into a marbled tile floor, black and white, with Roman columns and dark wood. It's a very swanky hallway. And you continue to walk down this hallway, and you see across the way another set of double doors of dark oak with golden... uh, Handles? Handles, yeah, and filigree. There is another suited doorman, basically, at that door, who smoothly opens the door up, and inside you find this somewhat dimly lit dark wood room with really lots of soft lighting on the edges. You can hear the sound of a fountain going ever so gently off to your right. It's a multi-tiered fountain, and at the other side of the room there is a big ginormous desk heavy desk and there is a giant chair which is currently facing away from you towards a giant computer screen where somebody seems to be typing behind there it's a very strangely soothing sound Uh, you find yourself almost feel like there's some sort of influence about this room that tends to disarm you mentally it's chill vibes. Also, um, so when you were in Synthroth's office, it felt very much like someone who's trying to prove that they are powerful and influential. This is the office of someone who knows exactly how much power they have and exactly how much influence they have. He's not trying to prove anything. You said the room was rather dark? Yeah, not like the darkness of a, of a fancy restaurant. Okay, then everybody will see that Farida's dress, which looked like single color outside, except for the little gems, kind of betraying a little bit more of what's going on. You see that the whole dress gives off a little bit of a glow in the kind of purple range. Every once in a while, one of the diamonds will catch a little bit of that light and will sparkle in the neon blue that is the token of Farida's magic. Everyone notices this to some degree. Spectre momentarily gets distracted before going back to her um, 
rigid air of command. That is how the thing is designed. It is designed to distract. I would say Vi is not put at ease by this room. If anything, she is sort of more paranoid. Well, not pa- hmm. More on guard? Yes. Yes. More on guard. Yes. Fair enough. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel, the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. <laughs>